0: Hello residents of Meeple Town, this is Dean Johnny Nature, and today we're going to be looking at a few games we've been playing lately, then we're going to be doing a review of Newton, finally we're going to be doing a showdown between Imperial Settlers and Everdell. So thanks for joining us for episode number 16.
1: Sorry, right, if you were here right now, you would see Dean once again with his bags packed, once again in his tube socks and sandals, and I'm going to throw a fedora on his head. Do you ever wear a fedora for real, Dean? No. No. I wore one on uh, Memorial Day, and I was laughed at and made fun of. Yeah. And I was told that fedoras never look good on anyone. Oh. What do you think about that? I don't know. I would disagree with I that. I did that. I, I mean, said, I think there's a few folks that I can pull off a fedora. Apparently, you're not one of them. I'm not because my ears kind of stick out up top. Never, never mind. <laughs> We're not going to go. And it just kind of enunciates the ears, I think, for me. Anywho. Do you,
0: wait, do you ever see the... Uh, what's the the Christmas movie? It's not the Rudolph one, like the Claymation one. It's the one where the like, Father Time one or whatever that is. Yeah. So the one with the, like, the baby... The baby that has the giant yep. ears and the curly yes. hair?
1: That's me. That's John. Picture that baby Ayo. with the fedora on its head. That's who That's who I am. On his head. So, you know, so why are your bags packed and all that, I guess?
0: I am leaving on a jet plane. Yes. No, I'm not, actually. I uh, Grandparents are going to watch Kids for a couple days this next week. and uh, Man,
1: that is one of my favorite things. When my wife comes to me and says, Dude, that's happening to me, too, but go ahead. Yeah. I hey. love it.
0: Kids are gone for the week for a few days, and we're just going to... Have a little getaway, I think.
1: Yeah, That's amazing.
0: I guess. I don't really know where we're going or what we're doing or anything. It was just kind of all of a sudden. So, Well, I'm joining you. I'll the... bring some board games. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be Every a time. wild time. Every time. <laughs> well,
1: I'm Johnny Nature, and I'm on board with you because it's my wife and I's 15th yeah. wedding anniversary uh, this week. And so we are going to Asheville, North Carolina. Never been there. I love outdoors. Have you been there before?
0: No, it's funny. That's actually one of the places that we,
1: <laughs> we talked about going. We might see you there that How about be, that. No, because we're leaving on Sunday and you'll be back. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, but that would be dope. Yeah. Uh, we'll pass each there's other. There's no doubt way. about it. I know if we wouldn't pass. it. I'd be like, hey, let's get a game in, <laughs> and our wives would love that. We'd say, listen, the most, the thing you want more than anything, Larissa and Amanda, is to play board games all together on a romantic getaway. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That it does to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it does to them. You want to do a? Well, you know what? Before we do a poll. Tell me what some of the your highlights from your Mancation. Oh last yeah, week.
0: yeah, we talked about so last week we talked about doing Mancation and uh, first off I talked about how amazing I was at golf. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad. It was one of my my worst golf outings in a while. How many balls did you lose? Um, a lot on the first few holes. It took me about 6 holes to really feel comfortable hitting the golf ball. And then you did
1: awesome on one, and then you lost it again. I was, I was done. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was done. But that's why I play scramble, so that we you know, we play best ball, and that's uh, a much better way to that's play, I play if you haven't played golf in a while. But we got a lot of games in. We played uh, some of our normal. So we, we have some of our, our norms. We always play the 3D version of Catan. We always play uh, survive. We always play cash and guns. Um, we actually only played cash and, cash and guns once. We usually play that a ton and survive a ton. Um, but we got a lot of baseball highlights played, mm. which has become one of our our favorites for the weekend. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, so I'm going to hold off on that. But okay. we got some good. Let game me jump again. to the
1: poll, and then we'll go back to you. Yep, do it. So we did a poll. Um, obviously, the spill de jars and Kinder spill uh, nominations, mm-hmm. or the top three are out, and the the children's one. What is it? What was that one? What is that called again? Kinder.
0: Kinder. Kinder. So Kinder, Kinder is, is the Kinder is the advanced, correct. and
1: Kinder is the children's game. I couldn't remember. It's not that I, I don't care about it. It's not that I don't care about it. I just don't pay as much of attention because I don't play as many kids games. You have kids, right? I have kids, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm one of those dads that makes them play hard games. Not really. It's not the case. They, yeah. I don't know. We don't play really kiddie games, I guess.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Not we don't play like really difficult games either. I don't think, but. I'm like, they like Love Letter and stuff like that. Oh, That's okay. the kind of stuff that I think that our kids and I... And we played uh, Tiny Towns when that came out uh, several times. They enjoyed that as well.
0: We're still in the kid... Like, we still play kid games, but I, I haven't even looked at any of those yet to see what they are. Maybe we, um, Stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll get a, a, a look at some of those kids' games. But tell us what people thought about the... The...
1: The Spiel de Jars did, yeah. and... So, the Kinder Spiel. yeah. Yeah, so the Kinder Spill um, de Jars, we... <laughs> it was an absolute dead gum landslide wingspan detective carpadium, dean is there any question in your mind what completely destroyed everything else
0: i would imagine wingspan i mean 89 has... percent yeah yeah here's the thing so with wingspan i keep hearing people talk about like oh the hype the hype the hype wingspan's a good game that's yeah. why it's i mean it gets hype because of, of stone Meyer and and um uh you know just the the I don't know the uniqueness of the components and all that, but it is a good game and that's why it deserves to be in this category. So yeah, Yeah. I I I, I'm with them on that. I've only played detective and wingspan out of those. And I really like detective. uh, But I get it. Wingspan is a, it's a great game.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think there's also that element of not to by any stretch, um, say anything negative to wingspan is that I think from my talking to people, a lot of people have played wingspan over the other two games. That could be wrong. Yeah. Detective's fairly popular. I don't think people have put A lot of folks I know have played Carpe Diem. Yeah.
0: Part so of that so. is because, at least... I don't know if this is for all the copies, but for the U.S., they're redoing it. So I think people are kind of holding off I on... Am. Yeah, I am too. I, I really don't want to play it. I, I want to play the game, but I don't want to get the game until until that new version comes out. Um, but Detective, it's a four-hour game too. And so that's a quite the commitment. So Wingspan yep. is, is
1: probably the the more approachable of those two so yeah i think so and i mean hey rightfully so i think that's cool i think it's a good game we did a you know we did a review and let me say i'm going to mention this um we did a video review of wingspan on youtube and something that i posted on twitter did you post that in the board game geek in the board in the board game in the guild, look I did at this. Not. I'm calling him out right I now. I did not. Dang it, Dean. Maybe okay. by the time you listen to this, it'll be out there. I know. So I'm going to give another week. Then is what we're going to do, Dean. If you can post on there. So I, I had this idea to do some community video reviews. So instead of just being Dean or myself or Dean and I together, having Meeple Town send me. Um, send Dean and I one-minute clips like you can record it with your iPhone you can record it on an iPad It doesn't have to be anything super high quality I mean we need to understand you uh, we need to, to see your face I guess or whatever but to start to come out with some YouTube videos of where there's five or six people one-minute clips Boom 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 and the first one is wingspan So if you're listening to this I am going to make this a little bit longer um, So that we can since he didn't get a chance to post that in there but if you've played wingspan like, record a one minute clip. Record a one minute clip, send it to um, Games at gmail.com or Dropbox us. Meepletown games that's our email address so i think you use that to dropbox or do a google drive which i use google drive a lot you could share your file with me or whatever figure out a way to send that to us um and you could always go on twitter and like message us or something if you have any questions about it at all but we're looking for one minute clips where you give some just quick thoughts about the game wingspan and rate it one to ten uh based on the board game geek scale so, would love to see some um, a lot of folks participate in this, and love to see it become something where us as a community begin to review things. Because again, I want to see a really strong community. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea that you had, John. I think that's um, it's sometimes exciting. I I'm have looking... flashes of brilliance, and sometimes <laughs> I have flashes of other things. I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope we get some good uh, some good responses to this. Yeah. Um,
1: did you do a poll for the Kenner spiel? I didn't. I was going to do that maybe the next week for the for the next one okay all right why i'm Who excited
0: you, i'm excited about talking about i was that.
1: the reason i didn't also uh, there's two reasons one is i was thinking about doing it i may not i don't know how many people what are the what are what are the kinder spills i mean La- not the not the, no, kinder, I mean, the, the, the regular spills right it's, it's llama um, the where words, where words, and and one of those, uh, <laughs> just one, I think is that just right? one. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I was thinking that a lot of people might not have played. I don't think llama is tough. You can't get here in the states. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. But hoping, for those overseas that are listening,
0: we've talked about it. We, we're hoping to get all of these and play them here and here in the next little while. I don't really have a time frame for that because llama is the one that is uh, difficult. Um, yeah. That that's I, honestly the only one that I don't know if we're going to be able to get to play before.
1: Uh, Spiel the Charles it. is
0: announced, but we want to play all of them and, and maybe even do an episode on here, maybe on YouTube to, to talk about those, so.
1: Yeah, so why don't you talk about that game that you paused?
0: That game is Baseball Highlights, yes, sir. and it is by uh, Eagle Griffin Games. This is a Michael, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, uh, Mike Fitzgerald game, who who also designed Diamonds, which is one that, John, I think you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Baseball Highlights is exactly what you might think. It's a futuristic... Baseball Highlights 2045. It's a futuristic baseball game where uh, rounds are really fast. So in a game... Or games are really fast. So you're, you're playing six cards. It's a deck builder. So you play six cards, one at a time, and you're, like, canceling hits, and you're hitting, you know threatening hits and people are canceling those and picking off runners and hitting home runs and all that. But you only play six cards. And then after you play those cards, you use the money symbol on those cards that you played to buy new cards. And you're, you only have 15 cards in your deck. Um, and you are just building up your, your best possible team so that I think the best way to play this is kind of a tournament mode. And so you're like building up your team and then you get to this tournament and then you're playing against each other in best of five, best of seven games uh, I did a I did a YouTube video of the app uh, I think last week or something like that. So if you want to see how that plays out, but this game
1: is amazing. This is one of Dean's favorite games. It is. Period.
0: It is. And we've we've played this uh, we play this every year on Mancation pretty much. And I also play play it throughout the year. I just absolutely love this game. I, if you remember way back when we did the top five games we're looking forward to this year, football highlights was on my list. I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was high up on my list, I think. That's that's a game that I'm super pumped about. Um but baseball highlights, I'm not even a baseball fan. If you're even if you're not a baseball fan, if you like deck builders um or fun, then you're really going to like this game. And it's none of these guys are, are necessarily gamers on on my you know, they are because they play some of these games we always play katana which is why you're playing
1: cash and guns and some lighter games right
0: right but they really enjoy games and this is one that uh it's only a weight of like 2.16 or something like that on on bgg so it's a lighter game but man it packs a lot of punch and such a quick fun game i like it
1: it is a game that i have not played and i am a huge baseball fan for those who do not know you will love this game i'm a cleveland indians maniac um, so yeah, I have. It's been something I've really wanted to play for a while, and we've tried to play it once or twice here lately, but it just, just hadn't yeah. hadn't worked out. Um, but yeah, we've got to get that to the yeah. table for sure because I really want to play it. And then I watched your video and it intrigued me. The app's a lot of I fun too. Just buy the app.
0: Uh, yeah, I think the app is a lot of fun. It really gives you uh, a flavor of how to play the game. But the thing is, you really need to play this with a larger group. Not a larger group. Well, we played. Uh, I think we only did a four six man turn six man tournament. I think um, that's right. Yeah, we played a six person tournament uh, this last weekend. I won, by the way. Uh, that's why. That it, that's there. why you like it so much. Uh, but I think you need to play this tournament style. So you, it very least four, but the more the merrier
1: because it doesn't really add any to the time. So cool. Yeah, tons of fun. What about you? Well, you know what? Something that I have been playing lately. I had told Dean a game that I was going to mention, but I'm just going to do a 180. I'm gonna unpick sw- a new one right now, just on the spot, because we haven't talked about it. Okay. Uh, we played it during our board game date the other night. That you hate when I say that. Um, Tussie mussy. Oh we yeah. We have not talked yeah. about Tussie mussy on this um, on the podcast, and the reason was we didn't talk. The reason why is the Kickstarter hadn't come out, so I kind of wanted to wait until after the Kickstarter launched uh, to be able to talk about this. Now this is we just we mentioned wingspan earlier this is an elizabeth hargrave game it's also uh beth sobel did the art and she does beautiful art she was one of the artists on uh on wingspan so a uh, tussy mussy is a game that's extremely simple it's 18 cards it's a button shy game and thank you button shy actually sent it to us um which is really cool we made a youtube video by the way and we have it um posted they did not pay us to make a youtube video <laughs> right. i want to say that but they did send us a copy of the game um anyway Uh, It's a very simple game, actually. You have 18 cards, and what you're going to do on your turn is draw two cards, and then you're going to put one card face up and one card face down, and then your opponent, kind of Hanamakoji style, is going to choose which one they want. They can't flip over the card that's face down, so they have to basically say, I want the Snapdragon card, or I'm going to take risk and see what the card is underneath it. And you're going to put these into your um, into your hand. They're called keepsakes if they're face down. They're called part of your bouquet if they're face up. And basically the way that you only have four cards at the end of the round. So you're going to just do it. The turns are extremely quick. And you're going to score points based on like if you have a heart on the card, it's worth one point. But mostly your scoring, I would say mostly probably, is based on the text. Like it'll say plus one point for each adjacent card in your bouquet. Or whatever and so you're gonna do that you're gonna have four cards there boom you're gonna score them and then you're gonna uh, play that three times and your score is cumulative over the course of three rounds and the game's over um, it's one to four players it's 20 minutes and what do you think about Tussie Musty? now that I went ahead and, and said that
0: this is a fun game I've never played one of these uh, one of these wallet size games from button shy but it's made me very intrigued to, to go back and check them out um, but I, I like smaller games like this at times you know not all the time but I really like love letter um, I, I like lost legacy uh, but I like I, I like Tussie Mussy, I think it's fun I, I like it better than uh, uh, better than lost legacy um, for sure but I yeah it's neat and,
1: and it's only ten dollars it is like I'm first of all it is killing it yep. on, um, on Kickstarter. They've been on... It's only a... I think this is only a 10-day Kickstarter. No, 15-day. 15-day. 15, they did yeah. a 15-day Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So there's eight days to go. They have 2,400 backers and $43,000 for a game that only cost um, $10. You can do a print-and-play, I think, for $3 or whatever. They right. also have, like, Tussie Musty plus another game for 20 You know, obviously, you can keep going more and more and spending more and more money um, like anything else. But, man, that's a lot of backers.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, but it you, is I, I think too that you mentioned you know spend 20 to get another one that Sprawlopolis game is one that because of Tussie Mussy, I've heard of Sprawlopo- Sprawlopolis I have. but I didn't really know much about it now I really want to I want to play that so I'm, I'm going to check this out this yeah is- I've been
1: intrigued by that game for sure and you know Buttonshy is doing something that's interesting I think I love this idea so they come out with a new game every month they do 12 games a year and they're small card games they fit into your wallet and I'll say um, I thought Tussie Mussy was cool is it my favorite game? No. <laughs> Is it a game I'll throw into my wallet and play it? My wife, when we go to Asheville and we go out to dinner or something like that, or we're just chilling out somewhere, um, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it and I'll and I'll play it on the table. Um, I thought it was um, good, not great. I'll just I'll say that. What about you? I mean, do you for this type of game, I thought it was I thought it was really good. It was good for an 18 card game. Correct, right? It's but it's not a game I'm going to be like, yeah, I can't wait to have. And but I'll say this, I mean, you're paying ten dollars for this game man that's I mean that's that's a pretty good deal
0: yeah yeah if you if you like you know taking games to a cafe or, or eating you know or playing a game before you eat at the restaurant or something like that I think this is a great I think this is a great game for that um, just looking at this picture I, I, unless um, my math is wrong but there are games six by seven so that's 42 different wallet games that they have but I, I, think, I also don't think Tussy Musy is in this. This is ridiculous. That's they, a lot. They've been
1: doing it for a little while. And <clears throat> what I think is interesting is, I think they have like a game of the month or something. Like when they like, I think they have a club. You should look up Button Show. We should look that up. I think you can actually pay Button Shy is not paying us to say any of this. By the way, I'm just intrigued by what they're doing. Uh, and this is, by the way, their their number one game. Like they posted immediately, like this is the most we've ever done. And I think it was the mostly ever done in a single game, um, single game in a single day. Uh, and it was like twenty something thousand dollars. Which man, this isn't. I mean, like it's, the, a, it's a cool idea. I like it's it. a cool there's, idea. There's
0: one called Mint Ju- Mint Julep. Like if you go to Kentucky Derby, you just take that game with you and bring it out. Right. There's one that's uh, uh, what was another one that I saw. Launch time. You know, like pull that out for lunch time. There's Pick so if you <laughs> yeah, it's, are it's, out picking it, pockets, just pull that game out. That's because. right. <laughs>
1: Whenever you're out picking poll, it's just poll, it's, pockets, just pockets. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's cool what they're doing. I, I'm going to say that like they're probably not going to be my favorite games being these small ones. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. like, like something that I'm like, yeah, this is an amazing game. But I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's brilliant. I also think that um, they could probably charge more than they do for these games. And I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know it's only 18 cards for this game or whatever. I bet they could have slapped $20 on this and still had a ton of people. But
0: there's I no way I would have paid 20 I think it this. was a
1: smart idea to say, let's give a very affordable price. Yeah.
0: It's not worth $20. I don't think. ten. I wouldn't pay $20. $10, $10 for sure. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, man, I want to check out these games. We're going to have to, we're going to have to check out some more of these Now you know forty-two games. There's no way you can fit that in your pocket. You'd have to, you know, that's true. They (laughs) have to pick and choose what you want to bring with you. They got a train game coming out. I want to play that because I like trains. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, that's the button shy. What are they calling it? Wallet. Wallet games. Wallet games. Tussy Tussy mussy specifically. Check it out. You got eight more. Probably like I don't know, like three or four more days after this episode releases. So. Yep. Anyway, that's what we've been playing. Let's get on to our review of Newton. Newton is a 1-4 player game published in 2018 by Cranio Creations and Simon Games in the US. The designers are Simone Luciani and Nestore Mangone. The artist is Clement Franz, plays in 90 minutes, and is for ages 14 and up. In Newton, players take on the role of young scientists in 17th century Europe seeking to be one of the greats during the scientific revolution. Players will seek to accomplish this by traveling through Europe studying other great scholars gaining technology and taking other actions along the way. Players start with 6 action cards apiece and they will be playing 5 of them one at a time on their individual study board in turn order each round taking the action indicated on the card. If a matching symbol is already showing either from the study board or a bonus tile or other card being played previously by the player, then the player will be able to take a stronger action which I will explain as we look at the different actions. The first action a player can take is the work action which will give the player one coin per space moved up on the track. One symbol played will allow the player to move one space, but for each other symbol showing, the player will be able to move up another space and take more coins. The technology card will allow a player to move up on the technology track, choosing which direction they want to go. As they move up on the track they'll be gaining bonuses and ultimately a player will be able to move into an objective spot to gain endgame points. By taking the travel action players will be moving their scientist pawn around the map visiting cities, universities, and ancient lands in order to show that they've learned at these locations by placing a travel cube at the location. And in the travel action as well as the technology action, uh, the more cars that you play the farther you'll be able to travel. Traveling is important specifically for taking the study action which a player will be placing books on their bookshelf based on the locations that they've traveled, as well as different colored books shown on previous played cards. For example, if a player played a card on the board earlier that had a blue book pictured on it, and then later they play the study card action, they'll be able to to cover up that space on their study board with a book token. If the study action is played again later in the round, then they'd be able to take a level 2 study action, which would allow them to place a book on the tile of a location, uh, again with a book pictured from the past, or from a place that they previously traveled to. As the bookshelf fills up with books, players will be receiving the amount of points listed every round for the rest of the game. Players will also be able to procure more cards as the game goes on by taking the lessons action. The more lessons cards played, the better level lessons cards that they can obtain. Gaining cards is important because at the end of every round, players will take one played card and tuck it under the board, disallowing the player to play that card in the future, but the symbol will be showing so it will enhance that particular action in the future. Play goes on like this until players have played through 6 rounds, and the player with the most points at the end of the game wins. Now let's
1: get back and see what we think of Newton. Alright Dean, so there was a game from last year that was released that I kept hearing many people talk about Um, uh, Secret Cabal had given some pretty nice props to it and most people that I had heard mention the game, Newton which is what we'll be talking about here really, really enjoyed the game so uh, I had to pick it up I just had to order order Newton Um, it is a Simone Luciani game and there's another who did he work with? Um, I'm going to butcher his name um, you want me to do it? Yep, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it either.
0: Nestore Mangone. I don't, um, you know, I don't know. Man, man, yeah. I'm just a Tennessean
1: <laughs> from the um, US of A and I'm going to, and I hate butchering people's names. I really do, but I, I would have anyway. Um, yeah, so I picked up the game. I opened that bad boy. I was in the middle of the game, my first game. And I said, holy Batman, this is a really good game. I just spoiled it right there. <laughs> let's talk about art components part. all right let's move
0: on to our <laughs> showdown um yeah let's let's talk about our own art and components um i think the i think the art is is actually pretty cool the box cover really draws me in i like the box art on this quite a bit i like a lot of simplicity yeah a lot of
1: times and it, i agree with that 100
0: yeah so i i think it's 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 pretty neat it actually we were talking about this before the show and how it doesn't necessarily the box cover doesn't show you what type of game but it's one of those that like, just seeing it on the shelf draws me in, honestly. It
1: did. I, I mean, it, it definitely did to me as well. Like I was like, oh, well, I just thought like Newton. It's like I got a picture of this of Newton, I guess, and kind of a cartoonish character inside of an apple, and it looks like a book. And I thought the same thing. I remember seeing that, going, that just looks different. Yeah. And that that it, it, that intrigued me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I quite enjoy the art on this game. Now, this is you may look at it and go, really, John, but what I like about it is it has this I mentioned this to Dean earlier this classic euro slash cartoony kinda feel it's like it's a cool little combination I like how the the boards the technology tree we'll talk about these things um, and the travel map they're they're pretty clean the technology tree looks looks pretty sharp Um, it's is this is this art going oh my goodness it's the best art ever no but for a classic style euro game Two thumbs up for me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's Clemens, Clemens Franz. So um, Agricola, Orleans, um, you know, La Havre. Oh, I, I like the art. The Orleans. list goes on and on. Yeah. Grand Austria Hotel, which yeah. um, he kind of has think, things a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like that art quite a bit. Now it does look busy a little bit, but um, once you sit down and you get the game, we're going to talk about this. It's not a difficult game, but looking at it. You've got two big boards, yeah. and then your own player boards, and then other tiles and things like that. So I mean, it does look busy, uh, but I'm with you. I think it's, um, I think the art's cool. The components, um, I think, are, are perfectly acceptable too. I mean, nothing that's going to blow your mind. But you mentioned classic Euro-style game. That's this with components too, except these components are better than like you know a a Puerto Rico or Castles of Burgundy yeah, or something it's, it's like that. Yeah, it's definitely
1: better than that. Um, I like the Scientist, the kind of meeple pieces. I like how they're not just meeples. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say, it's Meeple Town. Did I just say just meeples? Just Am I allowed meeples. To say that. How dare you? Oh, my goodness. Now I, I, I like that. Um, I think the, the cards, actually, that you play with are very good quality as well. Uh, the little cards, I, I think they did a good job on that. So I think everything is uh, incredibly solid for Arts and Components.
0: Yep. Now on to the gameplay. Let's play some games. Uh, First off, let me go ahead and say this. So we, we talked about, um, uh, uh, voyages of Marco Polo a couple weeks ago. And I, I talked about how that wasn't one of my favorite games, right? It just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. Um, and I, and I understood why everybody liked it. It just, I don't know, something, something was just not there. Didn't connect me to it. Um, and same designer, this one is ranked a lot lower, so 503 compared to Voyages of Marco Polo, which is ranked 42 overall. Um. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Is is yeah. kind of a here's where I'm coming from. I was I, I didn't know what to expect.
1: Yeah, and Luciani. I think Dean, Dean did mention this just a second ago, but let's just say it again. Uh, Zolkin, that's his number one rated yeah, game. Yeah. Um, and then that's just barely ahead of Voyages of Marco Polo, then the Grand Austria Hotel. Really want to try Raiden's that one. Ma- yeah. Magnifico, Council Four. Um, just there's a lot of games. Um, actually, based on the Board Game Geek ranking, it looks like Newton is ranked five. Out of those um, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, five out of his games. Mm-hmm. But you know, the other thing is, is it was it is his most recent game as sure, well. So yeah. there's been less time for that to kind of to move on up there. So out of those games, Dean, why don't you just which one would you like Newton better? Don't you? We'll see. Let's talk ah, about it. Let's let's come back. To I that tried. Question. I tried to hook him. I tried. To, <laughs> I, I threw that out there. So. What, what do you like and dislike, then, about the gameplay?
0: So the gameplay, I really like the card play in this game. So, Emphatic, yes. You know, I've talked about it in the, in the overview, but I like how you really have to think and plan out your moves. So you play a card, and then based on what card you've already played, it could affect the card that you're playing currently. I like that because you have to think through how those are going to play out um, and you can really, I think do that pretty well, like kind of map out right at the beginning of your turn what you want to accomplish because everything's yeah. kind of out there already for you to look at unless something changes with the cards that you're gonna draft or something like that. yeah but but man, I just think that's cool. I think it's I think it's neat that there's you know lots of different um, strategies that you can take based on based on that card play. But I think that's probably my the card play and this is
1: probably my favorite thing about it. I do t- I love it i I am I think I've mentioned this in the podcast that I am just like, recognizing how much Concordia and all these games where you have these card-based actions that uh, it's a really fun mechanic for me and and what Dean is saying is so interesting in this game and the interesting take they have on it is because when you play a card it doesn't just get discarded after you make your action it goes onto your desk well when it goes onto your desk it has like books on it or something like that that as he mentioned can definitely affect your later actions and so um I don't know. I, don't want to, I guess I don't want to go into too much detail about this because we could really get into it. But but you have to, like he mentioned, you have to, have to, have to pre-plan your moves mm-hmm. um, based on, like, I've got to get this card laid down here because it has two blue books. And if I want to cover up the two blue books on my bookshelf, I've got to play that before I play this. And it can get thinky because there's not overwhelming amounts of player interaction, but you're actually there's there's a a little bit of a deck building element to it a hand management element but dean mentioned earlier someone could grab a card by doing an action before you and and hose you and you're like oh i wanted that card to do this and then uh that can really that can mess you up so there's that tension of should i play this to go ahead and grab this or should i wait to you know should i wait until my desk looks better to be able to get a more powerful move so really cool stuff. And then on top of that, at the end of each round, you have to get rid of one of your cards. Right. And it goes under your desk, and it gives you more power. So every action that you do, there's power based on if you have one book or two books or three books or um, one technology power, two or three of, of everything. There's, I think, five five different things that you can do. Go and travel. Go on the technology. Get some more cards for your hand management. Put books into your library to score victory points. And go up the worker track, which mm-hmm. gives you uh, these things. So, like, uh, you, whenever you're whenever you're playing your cards on your desk, it's so interesting because you know that you have to use one of those right. to go under your thing, which means you lose the bonus from that. And then you could potentially lose that action. You do have a joker card, a wild card, but you could potentially potentially lose that action because that's the only work action that you have. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's that's the huge challenge of the game, and actually. The the last game that we played, that did happen to me. I was wanting to do this action. I was like, oh no, I just put that on my board. And then you, yep. Right. So I was able to do it because of the wild card, which I think is, without that wild card, I think it would be very frustrating. But more often than not, you're not going to slide that wild card in there because you don't get the bonus from that wild card. So, so I, I, oh, my that's, gosh. That's, that's, that's cool. And then when like you're picking
1: that. cards to purchase, it's like, do I want to buy that card for the bonus it gets me right. for laying it on my desk or do I want to buy that card because I need the worker action or right. the technology action? So there's a lot of, I don't know, just kind of thinkiness there. But I don't feel like, as I played over the course of the game, at the very end, there's AP. I, think, I mean, for sure, you can have AP at the very end for sure when you're oh, trying yeah. to plan out yeah. your lap But I didn't feel like in this game, and I've played this quite a few times, and I'm awful at it, by the way. Um, I, I don't feel like there's a lot of time where people are just totally hung up. There's one, I would
0: say there is that one point in the game, you mentioned this in the last round, at the very beginning of your turn for that last round, you, you'll get hung up for... I don't know, this last one, but you're both thinking, you know, at the same time or or however many people are playing, you're all thinking through it. So you might sit there for about five or even, you know, ten minutes. You could. But then after that you've planned out what your actions are going to be, so it's pretty bam, 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 right? You're just yep. putting all your cards down at that point and just doing the things that you've already thought about. Sure. Um, and the fact that it is cards that you're using to take those actions, I like that you just kind of put them in order in your hand. So you put the one down, you know, your next turn comes around. So it actually is, is pretty fast, even in that AP, I think, is um,
1: pretty, pretty quick towards the end once you figure out what you're going to do. For sure. And I think that something that you mentioned earlier is another really big bright spot for me is that there are like I said, five different things that you can do. And there are different ways, a lot of different ways to score. Well, let me say, there are different ways to score points, but it's one of those games too, Dean, that doesn't make me feel overwhelmed by choices. Right. Like I can go, I can focus on, and I don't think you can just be a jack of all traits, master of none necessarily in this game. Oh, no. I think you kind of have to say... I'm picking like a couple different things I really want to work on the work track and technology or something and use those together. But the other cool part about that is the game, the board completely changes every game because you're putting out these tiles that indicate the bonuses that you're getting. The travel map is totally different every game because you're randomly putting out these places of where you're going and all these things. And so there's that initial looking at the board and trying to figure out, okay, I think this is my best move. In addition to that, every player starts with a player mat that gives you a bonus. Right. Of so you're going to have one extra power in technology or in travel or whatever. So, like sitting back and just kind of thinking through what's the most efficient way I can do this. And then on top of that, you have this engine building element. That yeah. I I love to engine build. Goodness gracious, I love to engine build.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the games that I played that um, that that really kind of showed how strong the engine building can be so i ended up i i took we drafted the um, what are those those bonus cards called that you that the you masters? get masters yeah the master so so we drafted those i took a master that gave me two of the orange books okay then when you flipped over the cards it's sickening it showed <laughs> that i can get one point per orange card that has been played that round and then, you know, just some other orange cards came up. And then there was another card that I got that allowed me to get four points for every set of three of the same type of book that I had. So really from an early point of the game, I'm just dumping those cards, you know. Man, you ho- you hose me. Yeah, so the, the engines just built based on those, you know, on the symbols on the card. I was getting four points, uh, like eight points every round just from those two cards that I was playing, yeah. which was... Ended up by far being the you know the the game winner for me, but but I like that because that that's what I could focus on. Um, but then but you're also getting to do game, these uh, yeah, and it, that changes every game based on what's out there. Yep. But it's also like that's an ish, that's a engine building part based on the cards that you play. But that's not even you know if you just do that, you're not going to win the game. You have to have some sort of other engine with you know either the the travel board, which is the the direction that I went in the, in that particular game. Or in the, uh, you know, in the, the the invention, the gear board, whatever that yeah. one is. Um, so y- you can go that direction, but I think, man, that's just that's cool because you're building almost like two different engines based on your cards yeah. and on the boards
1: that you're that you're playing on. I do. I feel like when I've played the game most efficiently, it's I kind of hone in on a couple of different things. It's not that I don't use the other ones ever, but. Yeah, it's just um, well, you just have
0: to think because there's multi, you know, the cards are multi-use, so you have to think. I can, you know, build an engine based on the card symbols at the top if I can get points that way. Also, from the symbol at the bottom, you know, what action you're gonna, you know, actually take. You have to build an engine that way too. So I guess at very least, you're you're probably gonna be building two different engines in that sense.
1: For sure, and for me, what what I really enjoy about this, I think I've said that twice now, probably, (laughs) is that it really seamlessly almost puts a bunch of mechanics that i like like i mentioned i love the card, the uh, card actions i i enjoy engine building is it super engine building not ne- maybe not necessarily but there definitely is an engine that you're building yeah um I, I i just love there's there's these there's this other part of it that makes me feel sometimes like i'm playing gon clever whenever you get the combos and you're like, woohoo hoo hoo! If you've ever played the Gone and Clever, I've app. never. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant I do that. It, no, no it makes that, that noise yeah. like woo hoo hoo. <laughs> um, hey, there's someone who did an amazing Gone Sean, Clever app video, <laughs> by the way.
0: You can hear John Johnny, doing that, Johnny Nature. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's right.
1: No, but 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 for real, like there's this there's this thing where you're trying to actions. I feel like come at a premium in this game. You get six actions, I believe. I hope I didn't say that wrong every round, and there's six rounds, I believe. I mean, maybe you say that's a lot of actions, but I feel like I want to do more all the time. Mm-hmm. And so there's bonuses that you can get, even with the Master Cards and stuff that can unlock, like, oh, yeah, well, if you use this Master Card, then you get a bonus action here. Or if you get to this spot, then you can do something that's going to help you. I don't know. It's just, there's there's a lot of that, like... There's some a lot of satisfaction in feeling like you made an amazing combo in this game. You're like, yes, that was efficient. That felt awesome. I got that bonus to unlock this to be able to do this move that I want to do. That's going to score me this amount of points. Love that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I this is just a neat game. It it is, and it's going into it. I was I thought honestly, I kind of thought Teotihuacan not because you know the designers are the same or anything like that. But just like there's a lot to look at when you're looking at the board, and I yeah. thought this might be one of those games that you know things just keep triggering other things and I might not like it. That was not the case for this game at all. It's actually a pretty. It, the the weight is a three. I was just looking that up. Yeah, it's a three point three six. Yeah, three point three six. That sounds about right. Yeah, but it's not a heavy game. I don't think like to take the actions um, now to play efficiently and to build good engines. I think that's there's, where the, that's know, where the thinking. That's goes. where the weight comes in. But it's not a difficult game to play. I yeah, this is a this is a fun game. I, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Well, let's do some final thoughts and action and, no, actions. And actions. <laughs> All right, let's let's take the actions. Let's play the game right now on
1: the radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, why don't you go first? Okay. Wow. Man, I've been wrestling with what to rate this game. I've even, I've told Dean that when we were playing um, playing earlier too. Like I was just like, man, this this is tough. Um i I just mentioned, I think earlier what my highlights are. You know, I'm not going to go over that. I just I think that a lot of stuff comes together really well. I do typically enjoy a good classic Euro. I did we didn't mention theme. Um, it's not overly thematic for sure, right? But it, 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 the way they've knit it together is kind of cool. Like you're going and traveling the world and learning these things to put uh, books into your library, and you're going up this technology tree to to get better at these things. So it's definitely not overly thematic, but it, there's a little theme there than than some other. Um, euro games that i play that i'm just like there's this just is nothing but there's not there's not an overwhelming amount anyway as far as classic style euros go i keep coming back to this i've been playing this for uh 6 months now or something like that and i love this game yeah <laughs> like I, i'm just I, I like i keep going like it's new and i don't want to get too excited like i always am trying to brace myself on newer games like newton oh boy i did that one just for you I try to brace myself and go. Are you just enjoying it a lot because it's new? And sometimes I deem games because they're new. Dean? Ding. Oh, ding. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? I dean them. I really shrewded at that one. You, you're, <laughs> that's that's what I say to mean that you are awful at, at games. Uh, I dean that one. I ding games sometimes because they're new. I'm not gonna do that on this game. I'm gonna give this. Ugh.
0: <laughs> it's quite the challenge i know i'm
1: gonna give this a reluctant nine and a half wow like it's i was really wrestling between nine and nine and a half but i'm looking at games like zolkin that i like um by luciani i think i like this better than zolkin now there are gonna be people out there that are gonna say you're nuts zolkin's a better game i fine that's fine i mean, really i mean zolkin's amazing i give i would give zolkin you know probably like a nine-ish or whatever something like that but man, and this makes me nervous. I don't I don't like giving this high of a score, but I just keep coming back to this game. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna be waffling as I say that. <laughs> so it's it would be more like kind of in between nine and nine and a half, but I'll say nine and a half.
0: I don't think you need to waffle on. Okay. That. Honestly, Thank you, Dean. Thank like, you. If I were to pick a game that I thought that you would really, really like, uh, we're gonna talk about two of those later on. Yeah. But the reason why you like games like this, you you tend to like uh games where you're using cards to take actions, yes. multi-use cards, yes. and engine building. Like those yes. are some of your favorite things. This game 100%. has all of those. Yep. Um, and there's even, you know, a deck building aspect to this, which I think is I, neat. I like deck building games. There's too. drafting this. Like there's lots of different things that I think that you like. But especially those three, those they tend to be at your at the top of the list for you. So yep. no yeah, I, I, I think that's I would have guessed that you would have rated this really high. And I'll also give this a high rating not as high as John, um, because I don't really know. I don't know exactly what it is to put that I can put my finger you on it. You tend to
1: really go for more theme games and stuff, too, don't that's you? That's true. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: definitely that's the case. Now, I, I really have some, some classic Euro games rated pretty high, but they tend to be some of the maybe lighter ones. Um, that being said, okay, I'm giving this game an 8. 8 is not really a low good. score. I really, really like this game. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, not as much as John, but part of that is because I'm not going to play a heavier game like this all the time. Not that this, you know, I mentioned this earlier. It's not a heavy game. I don't think, I think it's easy to play. Um, but if I'm going to pull out a game of maybe of this weight, I might rather play like Orleans or something like that. Mm. Um, or, or some of the other games that are in, in Simone Luciani's top five, uh, you asked that question earlier, what games would I rather play? I've only played Voyages of Marco Polo, and I didn't care for it that much. That being said, I've had Grand Austria Hotel on my <laughs> wish list for about yep. 19 years. Or, Okay, it's published in 2015, so about four years. Ever since it came out, I've wanted to try this game. Lorenzo, Il Magnifico, yep. same thing. I think I'll probably like those games better than I like this, but that's saying quite a bit because i'm I'm giving this an eight
1: yeah you know i could see this being one of those ones too that you it could climb for you potentially
0: council of four too yeah no that's true i could i could could
1: see it being one where you're just like you know it's kind of like i think I, i feel i have the same feeling except for i went ahead and just did it as i did when i played concordia like it just seems that every time i play i go wow that's just a great game like i almost don't like i felt like in the past i haven't given it the credit even that it's due, even though I've rated... Concordia is one of my favorite games. I don't mean to go on to that, but I mean, Newton is a Newton is easily a top 50 game for me. No doubt. Sure. I mean, 9.5. I think I, it's a top 20 game for me. I would
0: think so. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a high... I, it's, it is... I, again, I just keep asking myself, what would I rather play? That's how I'm trying to do my tops. You know, whenever we... You know, whenever we're we'll actually be doing that... Some sometime in the summer, huh? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a spoiler. Yeah, not, not a spoiler, but a preview. We want to do a top fifty for you guys yeah. and gals out there. So, um, anyway, what do you think?
0: Yeah. So that is. Um, I. This has me really excited to try some other ones. You know, in Voyages of Marco Polo, I was a little bummed that I didn't like that as much as I thought I might. Um, but Simone Luciani really, really grabbed me with this one, so I'm super excited to try some of these other ones. And I haven't even played Zolkin, which is you know one that seems like everybody's played but
1: but yes, anyways, and that's... i want to play barrage which is um coming out and simone since you listen to our podcast i know <laughs> I would love a copy of that game because I would. It's it's definitely pretty weighty. I think, yeah. but I really want to play that. That's the one that's coming out later this year.
0: Council of Four is another one that that I didn't mention that I really really want to try. And all, Lorenzo il Magnifico, Newton, and Council of Four in the U.S. are all published by CMON Games, which they typically do. You know, thematic Ameritrash games that I really really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but they also have this line of of Euro games that uh, I think they're. Kind of knocking it out of the park. So I'm so. excited. Se- well, I mean,
1: I've only played one, but uh, yeah. um, anyway, no, so I, I want to try more. You can, yeah. I think that if you like this, you'll like some of those too. So I yep. mean, you can say that no problem. So let's just say this before we close it out. It is rated seven point seven on uh, Board Game Geek. That's really high. I. I, you know what i've said before well we agree with that i don't agree with that i think it's better than 7.7 7. <laughs> I, mean, I did that last week i said dean and i both agree but i, I think you had given it higher than that um, i think i don't i think that it's man i mean if, if a board game geek it says eight is very good enjoy would and would suggest it absolutely for me um i mean that's no brainer nine says excellent very much enjoy playing it yes please and the 10 <laughs> means outstanding, we'll always enjoy. Yes, pretty much, but I'm not going to quite give it a 10 because it's not that level for me, I don't think. Um, That's true, but you have
0: to think. So if you're looking at those those top games listed on Board Game Geek, Gloomhaven is number one, and the geek rating is 8.6. You're six. right. So like 7.7 7 is it, very, really good. High. It, I, it's, uh, let's see, the top 14 games are all rated 8s or higher. And everything and else, you know, below seven. that is like seven point nine and lower.
1: So, so. it's four eighty eight overall. Speaking of that, that's actually really good. I think for being out less than a year or around a year, I don't yeah. remember. I can't remember when it came out last year. And then strategy, it's two forty one. I think this game is. I honestly, I think this game is going to keep climbing. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, I think. I think. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I think this game will keep climbing.
0: Okay, John. Let's see if you don't like this like weight <laughs> of game. <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, what would you
1: recommend to somebody who who wants to try something
0: that's a little bit like this game but a little bit lighter maybe? Well, I
1: mean, we mentioned the the Voyages of Marco Polo. Um, I didn't enjoy that game as much as this game. I felt like even though on Board Game Geek it's like 3.2, which isn't much lighter, I felt like it was lighter I, I, because of the choices. Yeah, I feel like there was more complexity with the choices in Newton. Now, some people may disagree with that, but I would say uh, you should check that out, especially because it's rated 42. Just because Dean and I don't love it doesn't mean you won't. You may think it's amazing. So I think that's that's why I'm going to recommend that one.
0: Yeah, I think for me, I would probably recommend. I'm going to go with a Feld on this one. I would recommend Bruges, which has some of that kind of same gameplay with cards and uh, multi-use cards, that sort of thing. And you're also, mm-hmm. you know, kind of putting pieces out on the board based on the actions that you take. It is quite a bit different than than this style game, but. Uh, if, if you like the card play stuff with different use cards, I would say, um, I'd say Bruges is a lot of fun. That's a, a Stefan Feld game. That's one of his lighter games, I think.
1: But Yeah, so here's a question um, that we always ask is, is it worth it? The the problem is is this game is actually I think it's out at a lot of places. It's fifty dollars on Amazon right now, but like on Cool Stuff Inc. And stuff, it'll just say out of stock and does not have the price. I don't think I'm looking on even like the Google Shopping. It looks like it's at least it's fifty bucks most places. Is it worth fifty bucks? Um,
0: I think so, probably. I mean, I guess you know you have to factor in how much we like this game. So yeah. obviously, you know, we would probably say yes. I for the for the stuff that you get in the box, there's quite a bit, but it is just cardboard and yeah, it some does wooden feel, pieces. So. Yeah, it
1: feels like it could have been cheaper. Maybe I don't know. I mean, just but I mean, I don't know. I I don't know about cranio, you know, creation. I don't know how that all works and how they much cost and all that kind of stuff. So, anyways, I, it's worth it to me because it's, I rated it so high.
0: Yeah, and it's if maybe you worth it for D. so looking on um, looking at board game prices, you can you can pick it up for you know, like thirty. Thirty-seven dollars on Amazon, uh, uh, low forty dollars. That's definitely worth it. I think that's what I paid for it. Um, yeah. I think
1: it's just that it's out of stock, places now is why it's driven the price up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now there are some places that have it listed for or low low forties. So yeah, I'd say I'd say worth it. Yep. But that's it. John gave it a nine and a half. I gave it an eight. That's it for Newton. Let's move on to the showdown of Imperial Settlers and Everdell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meeple Town. If you've been listening to our show since the very beginning, you That's know right. that our first episode was a review of Everdale, which we both gave pretty high marks. I know I gave it a nine and a half. That's what I gave it. John gave it a nine and a half, uh, maybe because we were just super excited about doing the show for the first time, but we really like the game. Well... In that episode I mentioned how similar it felt to Imperial Settlers to me. John had not played it at that point, but since then we've John's got several plays of this in. So I thought let's let's compare these games and see what we think is the is the better game for us. Yeah. So let's do it. we've talked about Everdale. So I don't really have to go into a ton of detail in how that game plays, but essentially both of these games are card play engine building games, right? So you have a a hand of cards, Everdell has a worker placement aspect, so you're placing workers to get resources, but then you're paying using those resources to pay to play your cards out onto your board. You have a max of 15 cards that you can put out, and then each of those cards give you different abilities. Imperial Settlers is the same in that sense, but it's just the card play. You um, automatically get
1: production, right? From Imperial you you Settlers.
0: get you get production, which which you do. You can do that in Everdell as well, um, to an extent. But Everdell, or, I'm sorry, Imperial Settlers. Every round, whatever production cards every that you round, have, yeah. um, then you have these feature cards, which give you like one time bonuses or you know kind of continual bonuses as it triggers. And then the other type of cards, action cards. So in a sense, you are doing worker placement in Imperial Settlers with those action cards because you usually have to place workers or, you know, the resources That's on that. True. It's quite a bit different though. I wouldn't call it a worker placement game by any stretch, but both of these games, the you are placing pla- workers, I guess. That's true. When it's technical. I mean, you can call it that, yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't, agree with you. I wouldn't put it in that category necessarily, yeah, but both of these games are really similar in the sense that you're building an engine through the cards that you're playing out on the board. Um, Imperial settlers also is a little bit different in that you each have your own deck uh, and that's not prevalent in Everdell everyone's kind of working with the same pool and Imperial Settlers you know there's four in the base box that you're choosing from but you're playing common cards or those faction cards based on what your
1: faction is sure and i i'll go right off the bat and we'll just kind of go back and forth about what we like better about the different games one thing i like better about Imperial Settlers is the different factions uh, i like that every game can feel fairly dramatically different and the fa- the interesting thing John is John that- loves drama yeah, I know. <laughs> the thing The thing about the the factions are, it's not an overwhelming power. Like for, I mean, like you know what I mean. Like it, the factions are going to give you different production off the bat, and they're also going to basically allow you to keep, for the most part. I guess all of them do for, in the base game. Keep one resource from round to round, where you would you lose the rest at the end of the round. So yeah. So, but 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 because of those little things. It really changes the way you play the game. The big things about the factions that's different is you have, as Dean mentioned, entirely different hands. And the buildings and stuff are completely different based on the factions. And so your strategy absolutely changes from game to game. And I like that part about Imperial Settlers better than I do like Everdell.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the, the, the exploring of the factions is really a, a neat thing. A neat part of that so I I mentioned that you've got the four factions in the the base game you've got three uh other faction expansions I think there's six total expansions but three of those are you know decks of cards that add new rules Uh, three are different factions which they can play out very very differently Uh, oh so different so there's a lot of variability in imperial settlers with with those different factions uh in fact I just uh, picked up the the amazon one in fact, I just picked up the Amazon one, which is, I, I didn't know anything about it. It's very unique, though, in that you're just trying to burn through your deck, essentially. Hmm. Um, but you're, you're, basically, so when you when you put a new card out, instead of discarding your, um, the foundation card, which yeah. you usually have to play foundation, which is just basically another card that you've played yeah. previously you put that back in your deck and reshuffle it so that could potentially come out. Oh, wow, that's So with with the Amazons, what you're doing is you're mostly... You put you're those putting... basic
1: buildings back into your deck? Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, because if you run out of that deck, you don't get to draw any more of those faction cards. But with Amazon, you do because you're, they're just going yeah. back into your deck. And you're also, the cost of It could be bad,
1: too, though, because then you're getting the basic foundations back into your deck if you don't want them.
0: Right, yeah, that's exactly that right. Be... But... But they're cheap cards, cheaper to build, yeah. and there a lot of them are just feature cards. So I build this card that's going to give me three wood right off the bat, but then it's going to go right back in my deck, and it would you know cost me hardly anything yeah. to put it out. So it's 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 unique. You you have the the Japanese that that can. Um, destroy their. Uh, you can destroy your own buildings, or other people can come in and destroy your faction buildings, which you can't do that for other factions. The barbarians really build up their workers. The Romans can destroy everyone. Right, so they. Lays. You know, you want to get a bunch of swords to destroy the other buildings. The you know, so they all have very unique aspects to the factions, uh, and i and, But that I feel like. At least in my experience, they seem to be balanced. If you're, you know, kind of playing to the I strengths. I think so.
1: I think so. I've gotten. I mean, I've obviously got a chance to play all the factions. One thing that I'll mention: uh, I'm interested in playing the Amazons because here is why a place where I like Everdell a little bit better. <clears throat> Some people may disagree with me on this, and I'm still thinking through this, but I feel like in Imperial Settlers, you can get a. L- it's a little more luck based, because I feel like. There are some cards that allow you to produce cards to draw cards from your deck. But I feel like there's not a ton of them in the game. And so what you're drawing Maybe I'm wrong, Dean. You've played this a lot more than I have. It might when be you're drawing. I <laughs> no, I like, agree with you. I, I feel like right. I feel like I've I feel like I've played games where some person has just drawn way better. And it's just I don't know if there's much I could do about it. I drew now most of the time it's fairly equal, I feel like but I, I mean, I remember one game in particular, I just felt like I just was drawing terrible. The cards were not, were not getting the right cards at the right time, because that's a key to like getting the early for the production cards early, blah, blah, blah. And and I feel like I got just whipped because the other person just was really getting the draws. Uh, and so anyways, that that's one thing. In Everdell, it's, you have this common meadow, right, where you've got all these cards laid out. And even though... And I feel like there's ways to get cards a whole lot easier in in Everdell. There's spaces where you can get resources and cards. I feel like I'm always... My decisions are you can only hold eight cards. And I've got, for most of Everdell, eight cards here going, oh, I need to play this so that I can grab more cards potentially. But then you have the meadow in the middle where it's a race to Mm -hmm. those cards. And I feel like because of that, it just is less luck-based, I think yeah maybe i'm wrong
0: no 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 no. i don't i don't I don't think you're wrong in that uh I, I think that's definitely the case you the thing is you have to draw those common cards in in imperial settlers because yeah. they're you i mean really you have to build them because a lot of the faction ones you have to have a, a foundation to build that card which yeah. means you're discarding a card that usually is a uh, is a common card but not all common cards are created equal yeah. you know and oh, no. you know and that's you know, you see that in the the cost to build them, obviously, so that that kind of balances it out. But it can just be frustrating at the beginning of of the game to draw a bunch of point based cards that you're not going to need until the end of the game. Yeah. Or, or um,
1: and you could I you mean, can build no, them no, early on
0: it. in the game and get points that way, but. If you don't have any kind of
1: engine, you're just going to have those cards sitting there without being worth any being points. worth anything, yeah. And I agree with that. There is a cool like, card drafting phase like in, in um, Imperial Settlers, where like, if we're playing two players, three cards get laid out on the table. Dean picks one if he's first player. I pick the second one. Then the third's discarded. Then we've three more out. I pick the first. He picks a second. But I feel like sometimes, especially whenever they, if your opponent picks first, you can just get two cards that you got a bad draw, and you don't really need either one. They're not that great, and right. you're just kind of like ugh, you know. And so I felt I feel like that. Now I love both of these games, so yeah. I'm 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 I'm, I'm yeah. nitpicking some things about them. I love Imperial Settlers, but that's those are some things that I've kind of um, nitpicked. I know I've mentioned a couple things. Is there anything that you're wanting to say that you like better or the, don't like about any of these?
0: Well, I think the Everdale is. Um, everdell i like slightly better okay let me i'll, I'll go ahead and say so i gave uh, everdell a 9.5 imperial settlers is also a 9.5 for me uh, um, razor really, thin really really high everdell is slightly higher than imperial settlers for me but a lot of that has to do with the approachability um there are some take that cards in in everdell but this not is very the next much. thing i was about to talk about yeah, so, yeah. imperial settlers if you don't like take take that games, do not play this game yeah. because you have to have to destroy other cards that people are putting out. Uh, I mean, you don't have to, but you'll probably lose oh, yeah. or, you know, so you have these swords in your hand and you can spend two swords to raise a common faction, or I'm sorry, a common card from someone else's board. When you do that, you're going to get the resources listed on there, but they'll also get a wood and they'll also get a card that they can use for a foundation to build one of their faction cards. Um, or you can raise cards from your hand. But if you're going to play, you mentioned earlier the Romans, if you're going to play the Romans effectively, you're going you to have build to build up a lot of swords and you're going to have to destroy other people's buildings. You, you just will. And if you don't like that in games, don't. I, I wouldn't even come near this game. If you don't like that, kind of take that in games. However... Uh, Everdell doesn't have that. It has a couple of cards that do like something the full like card that, it, right? Uh, yeah. But overall, no, it's it's not bad.
1: Yeah, and I think it's definitely the way you approach it. I remember the first time I taught my wife Imperial Settlers. Uh, I had a bunch of swords and I started taking down her buildings, and she got frustrated because she she doesn't mind take that, but because she didn't understand the game, she was like, "I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm trying to learn this game, and you're destroying the only things that I have going." But my rebuttal was. If I don't use these, I lose these because mm-hmm. at the end of every round, you lose you, these productions. Unless you're um, the barbarians, you're right. gonna. I'm gonna not barbarians, the Romans. I'm gonna lose these swords. Yeah, I didn't have anything to raise in my hand. I'd played the cards, and so I'm like, I have to do this. And you know, she was kind of frustrated about that. However, she still beat me in that game. Mm-hmm. And then the next game that we played, she was hosing me with those things, <laughs> and I was like. Are you kidding me? Right. How can you sit here and complain? And then, but she was like, "Yeah, but that was because it was my first game or whatever." So I will say this as well: it is take that, but you don't destroy their buildings and they get nothing for it. Right. Which right. I think eases it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is, is I think Dean Dean has mentioned before that when you're building your faction cards, you have to have a foundation, which is basically get rid of one of the basic What are those called? Are they? Common cards? Common cards. You have to get rid of a common card or a common or or, or whatever in order to build most of them. Not all of them, but a lot of the faction based cards. Mm -hmm. Well, if someone raises or basically destroys your common building, then it gets flipped over so it can remain as a foundation. And then you also get a wood. So it stinks when someone takes one. I remember she, last game we played, I played one and I was the Japanese and she raised it perfect time and it just screwed me up big time. Yeah. That can happen. Um, but most of the time when it happens, I go, oh, that stinks, but okay, at least I can use that as a foundation to build something better.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It takes and that slight edge. off. Uh, yeah. I totally agree with
1: that. I think it's, it's
0: not as, as big of a deal, but you know, from the surface, it can feel very frustrating. And I mean, the thing is you can still really host somebody with an engine that they have built that's, you know, let's say, you know, I really need food production to, to have an effective engine and you yeah. destroy somebody's food production. That's where it can get frustrating for somebody. It can get frustrating,
1: yeah. But. Uh, 100%. But I still think. So you're giving the edge to Everdell.
0: I, I, for a couple reasons. One, the approachability. Um, two, I think if I'm going to play this game, um, I don't know, I think if I play a larger player count, like a four players, I would rather play Everdell. You like
1: Imperial out of two player
0: count. Two to three, I think, is is kind of. Four is is, is okay, but it just slows down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, in, in both of these games, you're still going to be taking actions beyond what other people are going to take yeah. actions. So I think more so in Imperial Settlers, I could take another five, six actions after you're done with your turn. Well, if you've got a four-player game, and you're the first one done in that final round. You're going to be waiting a while before the game to end. Yes. So that, that can be an, an irritation, but but not so much. That's why I would just rather play this at a, at a smaller player
1: count. Yeah. I, I enjoy also the worker placement aspect of Everdell. And as we mentioned with Newton, like there's just I, I I enjoy worker placement games. Now there's definitely worker placements that are just not good in my opinion, for sure. But I think that's fun. But I like the combination of that with the tableau building. Mm-hmm. And I really like in Everdale, which you see it also in set, in Imperial Settlers. I really like that bonus action. That, that those things when you're like, oh, I played the palace, so now I can get this queen card for free. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to pay that um i like when i play something that gives me something for free in the meadow a critter for free in the meadow and i'm like okay if i play this real quick then hopefully no one will take the teacher because i've got i can't remember what that card was I I and mean, it doesn't matter but i have the building that gets me that player for free i love the feel too in in everdell you the first time you play it you're like how am i going to get 15 cards in my tableau and but after you've played multiple times, you go, I'm gonna get 15 cards. Yeah. So like the more you play it, you learn to kind of build that production engine early, not worrying about getting a million cards out. Because if you build that right, you'll have no problem filling. Yeah. And so that's you kind of have that that engine building aspect as you mentioned earlier, even of of Everdell and getting that production going with the worker placement to supplement that, um, or to drive it early in the game, and so. I agree with you in the sense that these are razor-thin margins for me. Yeah, yeah. I, th- this is the hardest showdown we've done. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. The most difficult decision that I've had. to I have gone kind of back and forth and been like, oh, I like this or I don't like this a little bit better. But I am going to agree with you, Dean, and I'm going to give the razor-thin edge to Everdell um, because I think there's – I just like that there's a little more skill. I like the worker placement on top of that combo action, and, and um, to be frank, even the 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 art and stuff is so gorgeous on Everdell. Everything is just beautiful. I love the 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 critters and all that stuff. It's just so cool. I. Love Imperial Settlers. Amazing game. Slight edge to Everdell
0: though. Yeah. The thing is, Imperial Salt. Imperial Salt. Star Wars Wars Wars. game. We're going to jump around. Um, Imperial Settlers art is awesome too. I really like it. Oh, I like it too. Yeah. Uh, I think I like the Everdell art better, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's both of these are the the art on both of these. They're very inviting. They're also kind of deceptive, especially Imperial Settlers. You have this like cute little guy. He's got the shovel. I'm going to go build a town. But he's going D- to <laughs> lay waste to some of these cards out on the board. So, I, yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, the other thing to think about. So, with this game, the base game of Imperial Settlers, I think, is probably more out of nine. But when you add in these other factions, yeah. I think, is where it really, really shines. That's why it gets the, the bump up for me. That
1: was my hard decision. Like, I was sitting there thinking, because I haven't played all these expansions. Yeah. But there's yeah. so many already, it made me go, I could almost like that better, because all these expansions already exist. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and tough. the the other thing to think about. So so it's got the expansions. Everdell has the expansion coming out later this summer, which I'm sure, or later, sometime later in the year. We'll talk about that um but also imperial settlers empires of the north is going to be coming out yes. at some point later in the summer oh, gosh. I, we're going to pick that up and probably do it as a main review at some point because i'm super positive to, to see that could potentially be a 10 you
1: know it could potentially yeah. be higher than than these games so you know man I, and the interesting thing about everdale i'm going to mention too is like that just came out last year and i keep telling myself that i get too hyped. you mentioned that on the first episode I don't think so. No. Every time... It's, it reminds me of, like, Newton. Like, I, every time I play it, I go, man, this game is great. Yep. Yeah. It's just a fun game, man. I, I really like Everdell. Yeah, I'll not turn down a game I of that. I won't turn down a game of Everdell. I won't turn down a game of Imperial Settlers. No. no. Neither and one. In- They're both awesome. If you haven't played one or the other, huge recommendation yeah. to try them.
0: Yeah. So we both i mean essentially it's kind of a wash in this showdown. it almost is but both of us slightly ever so slightly give the the ever so slightly everdale so slightly give the edge to everdale um anyway that's going to do it for the showdown john before we close out the episode why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us
1: yep so twitter instagram Um, at MeepleTown Games for both of those YouTube check out we mentioned earlier that we have videos for Tussie Mussy we have videos I can't remember there was something else maybe the gosh baseball highlights baseball highlights that was the other one that's what I was trying to think of the baseball highlights one Um, we just did actually some video reviews of Euphoria and Ignorance is Bliss we just put those out yesterday so uh, check that out We're Board Game Geek Guild 3407 that's it that's it man alright thanks for coming down to MeepleTown